1: She got him with this one dog it's so soulful let's take him back come on hey remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melt your flip-flops or run through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks, a city slickers,
2: there was no What order, spots. is so up? So we the welcome, welcome, now, welcome, all my dude dadders future now, fathers, now, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mo Green. And I am just a dad who's talking to other dads so we can all learn how to be dads. This is episode 54, the Horace Grant episode. have been waiting for this for a long time. Horace Grant was always a uh, uh, favorite of mine back in the Chicago Bulls days. But uh, yes, this is episode 54. For those of you that missed last week's episode, it was a big one. It was important. And it, it could potentially be life-saving. Because not only did I talk about the nuclear bomb that goes off when we move the clocks back an hour for Daylight Savings Time. If you don't know what that means, you need to listen to that episode because it is fucked up. Uh, But yeah, not only did I talk about Daylight Savings Time, but I gave you a tactic and a deep dive into this tactic to combat that nuclear bomb. No, it is not a nuclear bomb safe bunker. It is the beautiful streaming platform that is Disney Plus. I did a deep dive into it to give you the full-fledged official dad hard guide to Disney Plus and navigating it quickly, efficiently, easily to watch with your kids to pass the time when you are up those super early hours of the morning. I, I started diving into this Because of Daylight Saving Time, my daughter started waking up at like 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was waking up with her. Uh, So it was a lot of hours of Disney Plus log, and I figured that I would take my findings, take my analysis, and offer it to my beautiful listenership. So check that out. It will be on WeDadHeart.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, right under this episode. And speaking of this episode, like I said, it's episode 54. On the other side of the music break, I have an awesome guest. It is one of my closest homies from college, Mr. Zach Johnson. And we actually talk about an interesting thing. Uh, and it's and it's perfectly suited for coming right off the election here in America because he is not in America. He is actually trapped outside of America. He's an American, his wife is American, but somehow, some way. Because she was born in the middle of a pandemic while they were living in Vancouver, his daughter is officially Canadian, which means that they cannot come back into America to even see either of their families. And due to quarantine, his family, his wife's family, can't come up to Canada to see them because Americans are not allowed. It is a crazy situation that the kid is living in. Um, thank God he's as brilliant as he is, and him and his wife are awesome, and they're navigating this whole thing. Uh, but it is a really awesome conversation. It is a crazy conversation, not only for anybody that's living outside of the States, where the family are in the States, or just living far away, separated from their families, but anybody seeing the effects that this COVID pandemic has had on parenting, not just from a schooling standpoint and kids being trapped at home, but now this is even having kids connected to their grandparents and extended parts of their family. Uh, It is a super interesting conversation. And on top of that, he talks about why Canadian healthcare is so superior to us here in America. So that's going to be coming up on the other side of the break. As always, to connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the website we which I mentioned two and a half seconds ago, where this episode will be right at the top. And just below it will be the dadhard guide to Disney Plus. Check both of those out if you haven't. But before we get into Zach Johnson, get into the guest segment. We got to get into week 69 of development, or week 68 of development. Uh, because my daughter has hit the 15 month regression, and this shit is fucking real. Man, the 15-month sleep regression is a real goddamn thing. It is a tough goddamn thing. And it is much tougher than any other sleep regression, I think, that, than we've gone through so far. You know what I mean? Like the 12-month was supposed to be a big one. From what I read, it wasn't all that big. My daughter was fine. At least not for us, right? My daughter was fine with it. She didn't really wake up that much. This one, I am currently coming to you working on my third day third consecutive day of sub four hours of sleep and waking up circa 536 o'clock in the morning after my daughter was consistently waking up at 730 closer to eight o'clock even on some days Uh, then it has been a nightmare specifically the, the not sleeping through the night and it's not even that she will wake up and then just not sleep or want to be up. That's part of it, right? That's the first part. She'll wake up and she'll just want to be up, but then she'll go back to sleep. She'll sleep for like 15 minutes and then be back up again. And then she'll go back to sleep for 15 minutes, be back up again. So you can't even really get any sleep because your kid is just awake every 10 to 15 minutes disrupting it. Right? And it is a real, real, real thing. Like I mentioned last week in a development segment, like this 15 month thing, it, it really is a whole new world, a whole new experience for kids. They can, especially if they're talking and especially if they're walking, it just means their minds are moving quicker. And when you're talking about walking, especially walking. More things are in their line of sight. More things are in their grasp or in their reach, right? So they can just experience spaces and the world at large in a whole new way. And they still don't understand how to turn their brains off, right? We were, we or nothing's different for us. You know what I mean? I haven't grown since I was 12 years old. You know what I mean? I've been six, one and a half, so I was like 12 years old. There's nothing else that's in my reach that wasn't there 20 years ago, right? But for them, all of this stuff is now within their reach and they just can't turn their brains off the way that we can. Nothing really changes for our day-to-day experience on new things that we can reach, that we can see. You know, we're we're there. You know what I mean? We we have all of those tools. And so when we go to bed at night, boom, it's time for bed. Lice out, <laughs> I'm out, done, you know? Uh, for them, they can't do that. Now, they're still tired, right? So when you put them to bed, it's kind of like they they play a little trick on you because they're so tired, rubbing their eyes, like the bedtime routine is the same. Maybe you're a little bit harsher on the bedtime routine or harder, I guess I should say, on a bedtime routine to make sure that they at least get some semblance of sleep to start the night, Uh, And they're down to do that, right? They're down to, to start going to bed. It's staying asleep. That is so difficult. And that's just because their mind is continuing to race. They're continuing to think about all of the things that they've experienced through the day, all of the new things that they can think about, and they just can't turn their mind off. So obviously, that's great. For, for them, you know, their, their little brains are spinning like a freaking dreidel on Hanukkah. But for us as parents, that means that we're constantly up in the middle of the night. It means that we're, even if we're up in the middle of the night, we're still up early because their brains just start working faster. Like, uh, you know, for new parents and parents in general, you know how it is. When your child wakes up in the middle of the night, right, it doesn't mean that they sleep later. At least not within this age, you know what I mean? Again, going back to me as my 12-year-old self, yes, if I woke up in the middle of the night, then I can sleep until, you know, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, you know, and not just be up earlier, right? But for, for babies, they don't sleep later because they have disruption in sleep. It just doesn't work like that for them. They're more on a bodily time, organic schedule where they just like, no, it's five o'clock in the morning, it's ready for them to get up. That's what it is. I'm out. Let's go. You know, it doesn't, it does that doesn't matter to them. Right. So for parents, it still, makes it so difficult. It almost goes back to when you were just starting to be a parent and you had a newborn and you were getting no sleep. Now this 15 month sleep regression is so real. It's just, it's probably more difficult than any other regression. Um, Because they just expect more They want to be up They want to be experiencing things They can just think about more things So it's harder for them to go back down And stay down consistently Um, So you know what I did Because this has become such an issue for the last few days, I actually did some research on this. And while my daughter was up at 6 o'clock in the morning the other day, uh, I threw on The Lion King and I jumped on my phone and started researching this 15-month sleep progression. And it is real. Um, Now, it almost doesn't necessarily have to come at 15 months. It is really linked to fully walking upright by themselves. So last week, it's funny. That this is happening now because last week I mentioned that, you know, she just didn't want to hold mommy and daddy's hand anymore when she was walking. She's just like, nope, I'm going to do it myself. That's it. Get away. And that is what now sparks this 15-month sleep regression is once they become independent, especially when walking, right, independent upright walkers, that's when this normally hits. And it is pretty Pretty extensive and and hush on us as parents, um, because this new universe of stimulation can, you know, cause restless sleep throughout the night. So multiple wake ups throughout the night, much earlier rises in the morning. It can also affect their appetite, which I I guess we're seeing a little bit of, but not really that much, and because it can affect it both ways. It can either make them more hungry where they constantly want to eat. It doesn't matter what time of the day. If they just ate a full meal, they can just kind of eat all day. And I guess that is probably what's affecting um, my daughter probably more than the other uh, because the other is that they just don't want to eat at all. They just want to be completely removed from mealtimes. It doesn't even matter. They just don't want to eat. No appetite. They'll play with their food. Um, She hasn't really been seeing that much of that, Um, but it can also make them significantly more irritable and inclined to tantrums because they are starting to get a better understanding of what they want and they are being able to communicate it to themselves and thinking that they can communicate it to you. But maybe they're not effectively communicating it to you because obviously they can't speak in full English language sentences yet. So when you don't understand them, that makes them angry and upset and irritable and more inclined to throw tantrums, right? So, uh, you know, they just assume that you should uh, should also understand what they're saying because they understand what they want. Uh, in essence... This is a complete show for us parents. We're just all doomed uh, because there's no real way around it. Um, the good thing, the good news here is that it can increase fatigue throughout the day. Uh, and actually, we are seeing that a little bit specifically in the morning and going into dinner time with my daughter, right? In the morning, she's now, she, you know, she was on the verge of almost giving up that first nap. Now she's more inclined to take it. She wants to take it and she'll take it earlier. She'll take it at like eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock. You know, like we drop her off at daycare at 8.30 and she's been ready to just go to sleep immediately. Um, and the same thing when she gets back from daycare, we pick her up about 30, 6 o'clock and normally her dinner time is at like 6, 6.30 and bedtime at 7 she is ready as soon as she basically walks in the door from from daycare she is almost ready to be put right down and she would go to sleep right then and there um, so it does increase fatigue in certain cases uh, I, I read that you know you can actually pick up an extra nap for those kids that are that are at home with, with your parents like they could be potentially inclined to take a third nap in the middle of the day but um, you know, I haven't experienced that yet, but that that's some things that could happen. So that is upside. I have not yet to experience that upside, but uh, that is a little bit of an upside on that front. Um, and, and ways to kind of deal with it is is—is to be a little bit harder, like I said at the beginning, on your routines, on... Promoting not going in and coddling in the middle of the night if they wake up and leaving them in their crib. It's very, that's kind of what everything that I wrote, read is that that's the most important aspect of this, or the most important combatant to this is to continue to reinforce enforce harder that you're not going to go into the room and coddle and rock and to feed and all that type of stuff, um, which is very difficult when you have a crying baby at three o'clock in the morning that doesn't go back to sleep for 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes. Um, Like I said, it's like having a newborn all over again. We thought we were past that stage, right? Nope, apparently not. Uh, But in essence, those are kind of the two most important things. And when it it comes to tantrums, right? And the not understanding thing, I, I read it's interesting. You, instead of kind of like picking them up, And bringing them to your level, apparently what you want to do and the best way to handle it is to go down to their level, right? So get on like your knees and hands and knees and and look to them. Try to talk to them. You know, say things like, "I, I don't understand what you're asking me. What is it that you want? Try to talk to them in plain English to try to... Better communicate what it is that they want while they're getting so irritable, or what they're getting so irritable, irritable over. Um, and I thought that was interesting. So you know, I guess I do have a a dad and a fatherhood podcast here. So I can't just talk about these problems. I kind of have to get involved in 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 trying to figure out and solve them, right? And, and then relay that information off to my beautiful listeners of the pod. Um, so hopefully that helps. Uh, hopefully that helps me. Hopefully, it helps you, but that's kind of what I got into in, in the research for, for this sleep regression, and that has been this week for for us, uh, week 68, 69, um, that's what it's been. It's been dealing with this freaking sleep regression, uh, and it is no freaking joke, let me tell you. Um, that said. That is all for this segment of the show. We're going to jump into a musical break. And on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit of Canada versus the United States uh, and the whole pregnancy process, birth process, and being trapped up there with a Canadian citizen daughter to two American citizen parents uh, with my boy, Zach Johnson. Stay tuned, and I'll catch you on the other side. uh uh-huh.
1: Hey, Kag, I got love for you for this when I needed this. Huh? Sometimes situations change and there's a decision that you gotta make, man. New York, stand up. Y'all raised me from an 80s baby into the 90s on uh, 2KB. Uh-huh. And you're always in my heart for that.
2: Chicago, y'all took that boy and raised him into the man that I am.
1: Remember back in the days, before you got blazed and lost in the haze Remember back in the times, when me and just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days, before you had brains or cared about your ways Remember back in the times, when me and just a kid was fine Remember the sandbox? Literally, more felt like the sandlock. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny
2: the Jet. No, Henny, but yet, And we are back like with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, that it is time for the guest segment of the show. And that's right, you guessed it. This week, we have a very special guest, as always. He was one of my main homies back from college. I actually have not seen or spoken to him in years, so this is like a beautiful thing. It's like a it's like a reunion of a beauty coming in. Um, I actually could reconnected with him because I saw an Instagram post that he threw up talking about how now he lives in Canada and because of Covid and everything going on his daughter can't come back to the United States. So I wanted to pick his brain about this thing. He's probably one of the smartest, most hardworking people I know. So I am honored to speak to him. I'm just honored to talk to him a lot in general. But, uh, you know, with no further ado, I'd like to introduce my main man, Zach Johnson. How are you? Good, sir. Dude,
3: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to, to see you catch up. Likewise, like, man. Honestly, like, just... What, what a good way to inject to some awesome energy into the world right now. For like, sure. It's, it's funny being remote for everything, just catching up with people who, like, you love, who you just, like, the world had kind of gotten in the way before. So yeah, this man. is awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy to tell you all about our funny predicament. And um, what it's like living north of the wall, dude. Jeez,
2: yeah. Dude, you really are north of the wall. I like, uh, I actually was thinking about you earlier today. I always, when I, like, my daughter's now back in daycare. And I always go through this predicament every time I leave the house. Like, what hat am I going to wear? And I have this hat that I got in Toronto during my bachelor party that just says, like, this is like peak Game of Thrones time. And the hat is black hat justin gold it says we the north and i grabbed yeah. it to where to take my daughter to daycare because i knew i was talking to you today and i thought about you and i grabbed it because you legitimately are north of the wall right now and you can't come back anytime soon and no one can come to you you're really like blocked by the the white walkers not allowing anybody to get to you or you to get to anybody else how has that been man that must be fucking insane
3: I mean, it's a trip, and it's funny because I'm blocked in such a like like when when you get to know Canadians. So first off, I live in Vancouver, right? So it's like it's really cool Canada. So everyone's always like, "Oh man, it must be colder," and I'm like, "No, dude, it never gets colder than like yeah, <laughs> like, like Seattle type like, weather, like 40 degrees Fahrenheit." It's amazing here, but it's funny. So so Canadians have a unique way of doing stuff, and the thing is, like like we can leave, like we could probably get up and go. I mean, now there's the the passport thing, but like it would just be so hard to come back in any reasonable way, like. Right. The chances of us getting stuck without health insurance somewhere or just in, in utter, like, Casablanca limbo or stuff so. <laughs> Like, when they closed – when they made travel – basically what happened was they closed the travel for non-residents, like permanent residents and citizens um, in March. And so we're here on a work permit. So it was always like, oh, you can leave. But we, you just might not be able to come back. Come back, back. yeah, like, for like, sure. Well, like, we, like, A, we live here. And then it was, like, B, like, we found out, like, three weeks before that my wife was pregnant and – we're like, well, if we go back, we don't have, like, we're not, like, 26 or something, like, getting that last year of, of, of affordable care through our parents or something. Right. Like, like we're like, we're on, like, Canadian state-sponsored health care. If we wind up, like, stuck in the U.S. for four or five months and have a kid there, that could be, like... All of our money, yeah, you <laughs> like, guys. You know, are like, and that could cost like that could cost like a house. And so what we just kind of like it was so funny. Like there was, all, I mean, we went to the conversation like a hundred times with like our parents and stuff. Where it's like, well, what if we did such and such? And it's just like guys, like it's just like not, it's not safe. Like, yeah, it's not a good thing to do. And so what's funny is we've, we thankfully we we our, our our daughter arrived healthily and and on time and. Kelsey's doing great and recovered, but what's funny is so she's actually a Canadian citizen because of this whole thing. Yeah, but I like to joke that it's my first act of really good parenting, is because like we didn't know what was going to happen last week with this election. Yes. So I was just, like, "Man, we so we got, we got our anchor baby." And yeah. then, um But it is funny that We have to apply for a passport, so like she, we actually now we can't travel. Like one of us could conceivably travel back. Yeah, but like. Like we would get to the airport, they'd be like, "Excuse me, sir, why are you trying to steal his baby?"
1: Yeah, for sure, Dude, <laughs> so it's like,
2: wild. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a wild, it's a wild situation. Did your parents like want you like on either side? Did they want you to like come back and were they like, "Come live at home, have the baby here"? Like, we'll take it. Did they they throw that out at you because I feel like parents? I feel like parents, when they know they're having grandkids, especially first grandkids, um, and I don't know if it's necessarily the first one for for you or, I mean, for, for your parents or for your wife's parents, but, like, when they have grandkids, they just, they want that connect. They want to be around them as much as, like, we as parents want to be around them. Did they try to, like, coerce you to just, like, come back to the States to have the baby here?
3: I mean, I mean, first things first, I can't wait to have a grandkid. Yeah. It's, like, it's like all the best parts to have yes. a baby, but like none of the, none of the hard work or frustration yes. or sleeplessness. Yes. So I, I get it now. Right? <laughs> um, that, that that being said, we're really lucky where we've been a really self-sufficient couple for a long time sure. that we've, um a lot of the onus of seeing our family has been on us for a long time. So sure. like we've lived in different states than our families for the, the duration of our relationship. And like, so there's never like a, you need to come home or like we have a spot for you. You need to come stay here. Like we really think it's a good idea. It was more of like a, like, we know you guys have thought this through and you'll figure it out. Gotcha. Like definitely a lot of like, we were a shoulder to lean on for them. Sure. <laughs> you know. And so like, it, it, like it's been emotionally tough, but luckily I don't think either of us have felt pressured to like up and come back or like, you know, I mean, the other thing that's tricky too is our families are really distributed. So like my wife's family is between Buffalo and Cleveland. And my family's between Mass and Rhode Island. So, gotcha. like, at any given moment, it was like, all right, so if we tried to do a trip to see people, like, how are we going to even do that? See everyone, like, yeah. you know, which is so, so the impossibility of it kind of helped in a way. Yeah. But it is tough because, like, Kelsey's parents are, when she was really early pregnant, like, we were actually, we almost got stuck in Aruba. So, we had an Aruba really? trip in March, and like, I was ready to pull the plug, and Kelsey's like, I don't think this is, like, I don't think, like, we're going to get stuck here. And it was, like, we were, like, two days away from getting stuck on this island. Oh I'm, like, we God. don't want to get stuck on an island with one hospital with this pandemic. I, I read a book about pandemics, like, two years ago. And whenever I'd get drunk, I'd talk about If I was happy, I would talk about space. And if I was kind of, like, <laughs> you know, like know, sad drunk, I would talk about pandemics. And people get really sick of it. So it was, like a, it was, like, one of those really shitty times about being right. But anyways, she saw our family in March, like, in Aruba early, so she got to, like, like, have... I mean, first of all, it's a terrible... First was a terrible time to travel through an island. Yeah, like, that's like,
2: insane.
3: Like, dude, and also, from Vancouver, it was, like, flying to Tokyo. Yeah, like, like, cool. like,
2: that's, it that, that, that's insane. It's complete insanity that you guys did that.
3: It was pretty insane, but what was funny is, like... Like, she got to see her family, but, like, the last time I saw my family was, like, early December. I'm just gonna come back with, like like, a six-month to a one-year-old, probably.
0: Or yeah. like, older.
2: Who knows how long this thing's going to last? Older,
3: you know? I mean, what, actually, what is cool, though, is this is one of the really funny things about Canada. So we don't really have, like, rights as workers, like, foreign workers. Hmm. So, like, you know, like, we'll, we'll get, like, a PR at some point. And we'll apply for PR and, and whatnot. But, like, what's hilarious is, like, all the, like, foreign visitor rules didn't apply to us. Like, but to our daughter. <laughs> so, like, technically, our her grandparents can visit they just still have the quarantine stuff. So if they if sure. they relax quarantine and make it like based on instant testing, I think we have a path to people coming to visit, gotcha. but it's so funny. It's not us. It's about her now. So yeah. she actually has like way more rights as a Canadian than we do. And we're just piggybacking.
2: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: So
3: it's, like, it's, 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 uh, it's weird, man. It's been a total trip. Like let's put it this way. Um, I have so much gratitude that we've been able to be healthy and have an amazing healthcare experience here. And like, it's been pretty safe with COVID. It is tough though, because like, it's not like you're like, oh man, we just had a really tough day last night. I need someone to hold the baby for five hours. Like, there isn't anyone. Yeah. So,
0: like
3: that. That's t- or like, I I still remember the first night, like we. I told you we before we had like a little bit of like a like a um, overnight in the hospital.
1: Yeah.
3: And I remember like after like going home that night um, to like walk the dog, being like, man, it would be so nice if someone could just like. Buy me a sandwich and, like, walk the dog <laughs> real quick so I could just, like, stay at the hospital right yeah. now. Yeah. And so it, it, that, that stuff was tough. We've had a couple of friends who've, like, really stepped up. That's awesome. Um, we've got my, my buddy Paul out here. I work with him and his husband have just, like, like, they've been cooking us food and just coming That's and amazing. up on us and just, like, gone so above and beyond. But, like, it is... It would be cool to have and let's put this way, like, it'd be super, super cool to have the family close, but at the same time we also have like zero family drama.
2: Yeah, which <laughs> so no, is also great. You know? It's great. Yeah, it's, it's great you don't have to be like pressured to like but... see anybody like you know I feel like we're always every every weekend we're like making plans to like see somebody in our family or like friends who like we haven't seen in a long time because like you know now she's walking so like wait somebody else has to see that you know what I mean and so like we're know, making right? all these plans like we've never like the, the right now like we're, in our situation like a lazy Sunday or a la- I mean with a kid a lazy Sunday doesn't exist but like like really when, when you have like family so close, like we do, like a lazy weekend where it's just like you guys, like hanging out. Even, even with just the baby, it like that doesn't exist. You got to make plan. Everybody wants to, to wants to see it, so I guess it's kind of nice that you don't have that pressure to 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 do that. Are your parent? I mean, are your parents both chomping at the bit to come come out and 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 see her? Because like I know I, I talked about, I asked about them coercing you to come in to have the baby there, but like, have they been? you know trying to make a move to to come out and see you do you guys are you guys just cool doing facetimes
3: i mean it's 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 um it depends right so my parents are divorced so i've got my dad and my stepmom and then my mom kelsey's parents are together and like they're all in kind of different situations sure. and so like Kelsey, kelsey's parents are definitely chomping at the bit and like we're going to be able to make that happen i think at some cool. point like her sister also had her, her first kid like two months before so there's like like, like, a lot of push to get everyone together. Like, we've done lots of vacations and stuff. It's a little trickier on my side of the family just because everyone's, like, a little bit more dispersed. Sure. And so, like, I, you know, I've got one parent going through the seven stages of grief over another one who's, like, infinitely pragmatic and is, like, but, like, we Zoom almost every day and stuff. Gotcha. So, it's, I mean, it, it kind of ebbs and flows, you know? Sure. I think, like, at the end of the day, there's only so much we can do with the world and the way it is right now. I, I do think, like the good news is is with with president-elect biden right now like it's way more likely that there's certainty around travel i think the uncertainty has been what's really hard for right the family just yeah. like because it's like we just don't know yeah. um but luckily i mean let's put it this way i i'm not losing sleep over how does someone feel about it right sure. now i'm losing sleep over more like man it'd be really great to like do it i'd like to plan it you yeah. know like so it's it's which is good, like, and this this is where I think we're really lucky to have like pretty reasonable family. Yeah. If we had, I, have, I know lots of people with unreasonable family members, where this would have been a nightmare.
2: Yeah, for sure, yeah. dude, unreasonable family. I mean, there's unreasonable family members that live close to you that just like don't understand know, it, like they I don't know. get. I'm like, don't, don't, don't. Didn't you have kids? Like, don't you understand what this is? Like, you know,
3: just, just throw throw them over the p charge. You know, you know like, <laughs> like, like what do you? Know?
2: Yeah. Oh man! Before we jumped on to record, we were talking a little bit about the difference between American healthcare and Canadian healthcare. You also mentioned that, like, as non citizens or like non real residents, like your rights are a little bit different. Were you still able to like take advantage of the the government healthcare there and like and, and yeah. all that type of stuff? And what was that? What was that process like? Yeah, I
3: mean, and when the rights are different, it's more like so you, you have like citizenship permanent resident then there's like when you're like on like a student or work visa sure. it's 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 still pretty good like like pr is basically a citizen who can't vote and like you, you lose it after a few years if you if you're not living here gotcha. um as a work visa you pay taxes you participate in public health like you adhere to all the laws and everything but gotcha like, when it came to, when it came to the travel stuff and priority and like you know foreign property taxes and things like that like you don't really you don't get the same benefits of being like a pr or a sure. citizen. so like all things being equal it's been pretty good experience. it's been a pretty like we get to get the canadian experience we're on most people are on like the public health plan and then your company tops it off with like its own unique flair so gotcha. like th- think think like you know i get 500 bucks towards massage and 500 bucks towards physio and 500 bucks towards like a whole bunch of stuff and like you know, additional other benefits that, like, my employer provides on top of the stuff that the government provides. Gotcha. And so, I mean, the big, like, I am not a healthcare expert. So, like, I I run the risk of, like, seriously bungling, explaining the difference between systems. I would just say the biggest difference that I've felt is that in the U.S., the patient is not the customer. The insurance company is the customer. So how much you pay, why you're paying what you're paying, who you can go to, all that stuff is... Um, it's very driven around the the care provider and the insurance company working out their arrangements,
2: sure. right? So to you're who of, you're, you're a customer a for and you pay for that.
3: And if you're wealthy and have good insurance, it works pretty well sure. for those people. Um, if you're not, it really doesn't. In, in Canada, the patient is the customer and everyone has access to basically the same level of care. If you want to spring for the serious stuff, you can do it, but you got to be really rich to do it. Sure. So, so the number one complaint from americans is like wait times are really rough basically it's like you can't pay to be at the front of the line so like i don't have a doctor yet yeah like there's just like there's just no there haven't been many availabilities for private primary care doctors luckily when you're a pregnant woman you get to the front of the line you get like special health with your midwife and stuff but like i mean in terms of like let's put this way i don't think we spent a dollar in the entire process, on anything that wasn't paid through taxes already before, God. so like, it, which was just like such a crazy experience. Like, like we would like we left the hospital. There's like no discharge paperwork. Like that's it's insane. Like, it, there's such an emphasis on healthy inputs to get healthy outputs, as opposed to treating unhealthy inputs with sure. lots of drugs and medicine and stuff like that. Sure. And so, like, the whole process was focused on Kelsey. What kind of care do you want? You can say no to anything at all in the emergency room, and they will not do it. That is your decision; and it's up wow. to you. You can choose, like, like you know, the, whether you want a midwife or no BGYN. I mean, the only thing we spent money on was we went the doula route, which like the strongest—that's the the best money I've ever spent in my entire life.
2: That's what everybody I really says. Good. I never went do I, I think maybe next kid. I think maybe next kid we're, 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 we'd invest in the doula because that's what everybody everybody says. I also have a doula it's that amazing. lives across the hall for me, so you know maybe it's worth it's worth doing that. You know what I mean?
3: It, if, if you okay. don't have family around it's amazing yeah and, and like what what was really cool was it allowed me to be a super active participant sure like i feel like most like the stereotype of most husbands in this process like is like oh they like sit in the waiting room and like see what happens or like they like kind of watch from the sidelines and are dressed out i don't think there was i don't think there were there were more than two or three minutes in the whole process where we weren't like skin to skin in contact. Like it was yeah. just super active labor and um like active process for me. And the doula like facilitated the whole thing and it was awesome. That's
2: not the experience that I had with my wife. Like my I mean, number one my wife had to have a C section, which is always gonna be the case. We kinda knew that the yeah, whole time. It's but um but like still like I was not they like made me sit in the waiting room like waiting or not in the waiting room but like in the hallway outside the operating room until She like the baby was about to be delivered. So like my wife and my wife is like petrified of needles, like really hates medical stuff. She's super anxious, like all that stuff. It was it was terrifying for me. I'm sitting out there um, or whatever. I feel like they do that a lot in. In American culture, when it comes to medical or when it comes to giving birth and and the pregnancy thing is that is like it, it's actually facilitated so that the husband is in the, in the waiting room just smoking passing out cigars you know that's it, it it's amazing that you guys didn't have to have that experience and you were able to be so involved the whole time and more more importantly like attached to her the whole time.
3: It, yeah i mean I'll, I'll go into just enough detail to not get strangled later for <laughs> being too you know what i mean but like i mean a couple of things so like like we one like we just didn't tell anybody when everything started so we just like we're like you know what like we're not gonna because like the last thing i wanted was to be on because i like i made the mistake when we when we had that little incident the first time of like like i texted everyone like all right like like we're here like this could be you know and i got all these questions back like what does the machine say? Like what what like, yeah. like 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 tell me what's and I'm like, I'm not a doctor. Right. Like I'm I'm just gonna scare you more, you know? And so what we did was we actually didn't tell anybody until we got to the hospital. We got to the hospital about two hours and fifty minutes before we had to move. So like it was it was pretty close. We did most of it at home. The dude like 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 water broke the night before, went to bed. Yeah. Like, just chill, like you don't rush to the hospital. We walked she walked three miles the day of. Like, nah. just walked around, we walked by the water. Um, the doula came over at like noon. We were just playing, spinning records, and like, you know, the bounce, the exercise ball, by the way, is like the single. I mean, obviously, this is what hear. It, like a C section or complication. Like, it's a totally different game. But like, sure. if you've got a pretty straightforward birth, the exercise ball, like, I don't think we could have done it without the exercise ball. Wow. Ironically, the funny thing was we were at a homie's house the night, a couple nights before, for uh, Canadian Thanksgiving dinner. And I saw that they had the exercise balls. I, I was like, yo, dude, like, why is that in your shower? Because they had, like, and it was, like, I was going up to the bathroom. Like, we just don't have a single, any place to put this thing. We've been trying to get rid of them. Like, let us
1: borrow Let me for, get like... that. Yeah, sure, that's
3: <laughs> amazing. Then, like, I, I'm, like, I was so serendipitous. And it was, like, I don't know what would have happened if we didn't have this. But anyways, like, we, we, the doula came and chilled at her house. Like, we, and then we were going to have the midwife stop by. But when we called the midwife, she was, like, unless you want to have the baby at the house, you should probably come, like, now. Yeah. Got to the hospital. And, like, it was just one of those things where, like, everybody was so invested in. Kelsey, what, what's the right thing for you? Yeah. And, like, it was just such an empowering... I mean, she did a good job of building those relationships beforehand and, like, telling people what she wanted, but it was such an empowering experience. And to be honest, like, as a spectator, it was a very... It was a very... It was, like, the single craziest feat of athleticism I've been involved with. And, like, it was just, like... I mean, it was, it was fucking... I mean, you know how it is. It's fucking magical, right? It's, yeah. like absolutely super, super cool. But what was really cool was that she got to do it on her terms and yeah. then I got to be a part of it. And, like... Like, like I got, I got to catch the baby, which was like, that's someone, cool. someone gave me advice to catch the baby. And I was like, I was really nervous about it. And then at the moment they asked me and I was like, dude, I would regret this forever. If yeah. I didn't say yes, and it was the coolest thing.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's, so you went midwife as opposed to OBGYN. What's the difference? I mean, I, I don't know. You obviously only have one kid, so I don't know if the, you don't if you know what the difference in experience would be, but why did you choose to go that route?
3: So, so, or is that just how they do it in Canada? Yeah, and it's different in the states in Canada. Like in some states, midwives are like, it's just like 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 really specialized nurses. Yes. In some places, it's like it's totally unregulated. You don't, know, you know, like basically everybody. When I told when we told people at home we had a midwife, everyone's like, Are you guys like gonna have this baby in the woods? Like, what are you gonna do? You know, um, we went and met them, and we like instantly blown away by the experience, the environment, the level of care the model, like, how they get to know you. And, like, really, it's just, like, it's, like, all about, like, women's health and wellness. And, like, that's a pretty unique and special thing as opposed to, like, just, like, hey, I'm – like, a lot of times doctors are there to, like, solve problems. Yeah. And, like, pregnancy isn't a problem. Like, problems can pop up, but it's an experience. And so that emphasis there – I mean – if things go wrong, like an OBGYN Thompson, sure, like they'll, They're around, they'll, 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 they'll back it up. But like, it, it worked really well. We got to know the team. They're like still, they're still keeping track of the baby for another couple of weeks. See, that's like,
2: phenomenal. That's so phenomenal. That doesn't happen when you just have a regular doctor. Once you have the baby and then you go six weeks yeah. later, you never hear from him again.
3: And we got, we got, we got back from the hospital within 24 hours within 24 hours they drop by the house and checked out incredible like, they do in-house like it's just stuff like that that just like was really really special and like i don't i've always i've always struggled personally with healthcare. like i hate when i hate the way that doctors like there are i've had really great doctors before but the norm is like i've had so many doctors who like rush you or don't yeah, you're too, just a like, number intelligent or like you know, like, like they'll have like a, a like a like a resident who doesn't introduce themselves until they're sticking something in your ear. You know, what I mean? yeah. like that kind of bullshit. And just it was really cool to be treated like people. Yeah. Um, and that was like, as we think about where we live long term, like, you know, how how a place takes care of its people. Yeah. Says so much about a place. You know? sure. So it was it was wild.
2: 100%. Plus, and plus, you have this anchor baby, so you can now... Is that—is that a pathway? Is that a pathway for now you guys to become citizens because you have this baby there?
3: There's a point program for... Or a point system for PR. Having a baby who's a who's citizen a definitely gives you extra points. But also, being an asshole American probably removes points, so it might be a lot. I don't
2: know. But you guys aren't asshole Americans. You're just regular Americans. I
3: don't you know. Know, we'll put it up, we'll put it up to the, uh, to, 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 the, to the Canadians,
2: to the inside, Canadians that. inside that. That's awesome, so you guys are what, three, three weeks in?
3: Yeah, I mean, she was born the 14th, like I said, I'm bad at weeks, so like, this is like, right about week four.
2: Now, how has the first four weeks been? Or how the first I mean, three weeks been?
3: It's dope, I mean, you, you've been through it, like, it ebbs and flows, and there's times where it's like, oh man, we totally have the hang of this, and there's times where it's like, oh my god, we are just like, it's, it's all over our heads. I mean, she, she's been a pretty easy baby. She's like, she's, she's gaining weight and growing. And like, she's just the point where she's starting to sleep, like in the three to four hour chunks, as opposed to like, such the, a
2: great thing.
3: It's unbelievable. Um, what's crazy is we did like the baby classes. What, what's, so there was a couple things. I'm a very reflective person as you can tell. Sure. And as you know, there's a couple of things that afterwards are funny. Looking back, like one, this is for all the men out there listening. Um, the last time that you learned about reproductive health was probably when you were like 11 or 12. If and that. so like, it's, it's really, there's a lot of remedial education yeah. required. And like, it, honestly, they could do a better job teaching early on. And also like, they should probably teach some of this stuff again a little later, just cause like, 100%. it's really cool. It's really cool and special and like unbelievable. But at the same time, it's just like, Oh shit. Like that's what that does. Like crazy. Right. So yeah. like, we did like the baby classes and there's just some stuff that they focused on that was useless and then there was some stuff that they ignored that like like i was telling you we, we've been dealing with this diaper rash thing and it's yes. just, like like no one ever told us like no one even like like three sentences on like here's how you keep your baby from getting diaper rash would have saved me i don't know fucking five nights of my life yeah like like
2: you know what I mean? Dude, I, I, know, it, I know 100%. It's, it's it's so funny because it's the stuff that you, like, actually need to know once you have the baby that they don't tell you in At these all. classes. It's it's ridiculous. And they also don't tell you any of this stuff in, like, any books that, that you read about it. Like, they don't th- – there's nothing on this. Like, your baby could get diaper rash. This is the – 24 different reasons why. These are what each of those 24 rashes look like and how you should deal with them, right? You know, and, and yeah. you know, when when you when when we talked on Friday when we were supposed to do this that was it for Friday or Thursday, whatever it was, when we were supposed to do this before, and you were like, yo, I'm dealing with this rash. I got a baby runner I got a baby around with no diaper on. I'm gonna be in for a long one. I was like, dude, I totally get it. Um like that's something that they never that, that nobody ever tells you. Like if you just air if you just air it out. You know, it can go away by itself. You don't need any of the creams, which then means you don't have run the risk of making it worse. And you don't run the risk of having an allergic reaction to a cream. Or if your baby has sensitive skin, now you can only use a certain kind of cream. But you don't know if they have sensitive skin until you use a different cream. And, that you know, it all just fucks you all over the place.
3: What's crazy is they also, in the world of knowledge exploration that we live in people like showing expertise by showing exhaustive options as opposed to start here and then call back or check back if you get fucked. Right. Yeah. And so like, so for us, what was funny is um, we actually really needed the cream because some babies poop normal amounts and then some babies poop continuously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like,
3: and so it was one those things where like, I'm like airing this kid out and I'm like, this is, I think, worse than if, like, she, she, and so, but, like, no one ever told us how to properly put on diaper cream, and so it took us, like, two days to be, like, maybe, like, we're, like, being, like, a little stingy on this, and then, like, it was, like, oh, oh yeah, got to that's a how that it's supposed to you work. slap it
2: on all over the place.
3: Uh, see, I didn't realize that. I'm, 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 like, a real conservationist when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, to consumables, you know, and so, like, it's just, it, it's just those things where it's, like, oh, that's how this works. Why did I learn the 500,000 things that can go wrong with breastfeeding as opposed to the one thing you need to do right with this?
2: <laughs> oh, that's interesting because I learned zero of the things that could go, go wrong with breastfeeding. Never knew that it could go wrong. The, the, the class that I took is just like, oh, the baby naturally knows what it's going to do. And it's a fucking lie. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, that's not the case. It's fucking, it's fucking wild. Are you, guys, are you breastfeeding? Are you doing that whole thing?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not me. Like, well, I'm I would work. Supporting, supporting the best of my ability. To, to, to be honest, I like to think of this as, um, what do they say? Signs that an assist is prettier than a goal. Yeah. That is not true. In this case, <laughs> the goal is really pretty, and that's entirely my wife. I think. Um, but like, it goes back to what I was saying before, right? Like, men don't like for whatever reason. Like, men don't talk about this. Yep. Shit because like it's like it's the same thing when like everyone's like you know it is everyone gets says they're gonna get married everyone gets married and they're all like we're gonna have a kid next year and then everyone goes radio silent and nobody talks until yeah. babies pop out and then everyone tells you about all the hardship they were going through and it's like man like the world would be a much easier place for everybody if we had a little bit more open dialogue i'm like what are you getting yourself into exactly it is maddening and like it, it's funny just because like
2: you know, insert dad hard with a podcast. There you go. <laughs> you
3: know, exactly right. It's just those things where, like, I feel like as a dad, you can really help and like play a great role in this stuff. But it's just, just like, it, like, there is a lot of there is a lot of improvement required. Like, the, the world would be a lot better place if, if, if guys learn about this stuff earlier. And also, I think like the whole like I think it's very possible to keep your life and have kids. Like, I mean, yeah. it's going to look different, obviously, but just like there is like. So many of the cultural beliefs and, like, crazy things around, like, oh, man, I have a kid, like, I'm not going to be able to see anybody anymore, like, all these sorts of things, like.
2: Well, it does happen. I, it just so happens I'm you really, had a kid yeah. in quarantine where you can't see anybody anyway, I'm so sure you're that. not experiencing yeah, yeah. that. It's pretty
3: great. But, like, it, it, is, it is one of those things where it's, like, I hope, I've I've been really open about the experience of talking to my other friends and stuff, just it's, like, man, like, it is awesome, but it's also, like. Just knowing a couple things takes so much of like the yeah. fear.
2: Agreed. Out of it, you know? Agreed. One hundred percent. You don't know anything until you're a dad because nobody has those conversations. Like you said, yeah. you don't know what the all this what all this shit means. And like my biggest regret about starting this podcast is that I didn't start it when my wife was pregnant. And started at that point. You know what I mean? Like sure. At least after like the first month, you know what I mean? If I went back, if I was to do this all over again, I would have started it, you know, once we announced that we were pregnant, then I would have started it and, and built it from that because it is... You know, you don't know anything and you don't understand anything once you are a dad because you didn't hear about it. You didn't want to hear about it. You didn't have the conversations with dads because before you're dad, you're kind of like holding on to that last bit of like freedom of like not being pinned down by this kid so you're trying to like avoid these conversations you don't want to talk about shit that you and you know guys think that like all dad conversations are about shit diapers and and breastfeeding you know what i mean but there's so much more to it that can make the man so much more helpful in the situation and knowledgeable of what's going on and not really playing this background, I mean obviously you're always going to play the background role, but like be kind of a, a, you know like the secondary tag team partner like, you know, tag teams, there's always the star you know, there's always the Shawn Michaels and then there's the Marty Giannetti, there's always the Bret Hart and then there's Jimmy Anvil, you know, there's always the first guy and then there's the the backup you can at least be the Marty Giannetti and not just be like some schmuck in the corner you know
3: right and i mean like it it is it is something too where it's just like there are certain things in life where media representation is like accurate enough that you can make some assumptions on it yeah there's nothing i've seen where media representation is so far off like i mean education we got on pregnancy stuff was that like everything you've ever seen in a movie it's nothing like that and like it was it was just it was crazy because i was like oh really like I fucking learn everything I learned in life. <laughs> For movies, generally guys. it works pretty well, <laughs> and so like it, it just like stuff like that is just kind of wild. And so it's been crazy seeing all my buddies go through. It's crazy seeing how different it is here in the state, first in these states. Actually, one of my one of my uh the guys I work with about to have his first kid, and like I'm not about to. It's gonna be like four months from now or so, but like in Canada, so I feel like my advice is like more helpful because
1: yep.
2: like.
3: When my friends in America are asking for advice,
2: I'm like, honestly, dude, like, I don't know. They're like, good luck, yeah, I dude. Know. Dude, <laughs> I'm talking to you right now, and I'm like, Jesus, you had such a, like a great experience. Mine was a freaking nightmare in the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, um, did you get advice from like from guys that you knew in the states before going into it? And like, if if or like, did you talk to other dads that you knew? Did you know other guys like that had gone through it already? I
3: mean, I mean, so I wound up being like. One of the first in my close friends sure. to have a kid. Me too. However, I am really in this weird kind of career spot where everybody who's at my level at the company I work with is much older than me. Sure. So their kids are their kids are teenagers now or older. Sure. And um, I got some really good advice from them. Some really good advice for a couple of people who work.
2: with Ooh, my save team that for then. the end because I'm going to ask you that in our in our two yeah, two ending dad I mean, questions.
3: Like, what, what I found was it was really good focus advice. Like someone yeah. like through. I don't learn well from reading a book.
2: I don't think most men do. But
3: like to be honest, like I'm not gonna, dude. Like I'm not gonna read these things before I go to bed. Like it's not a good use of my time. Right. It's not how I learn. I learn from stories and people talking and like you know. And so, it was really helpful. I got some really good, and I found anecdotal advice and anecdotes were the most helpful. Yeah. And then it was also what I what I found was people. The best advice I got was not like. You need this device, or like, here's a trip, a tip for solving a problem. It was here's a decision that I made that I either know I would have regretted if I didn't, or something I made that I regretted. And yeah. like, like, for instance, like someone I don't know that well, but like I've done some business with, was like, dude, it's gonna sound crazy, but like, if they give you the opportunity to catch the baby, like, just
2: give, do give, it, do it. Like, yeah,
3: just, just do it, and like that to me was like the coolest fucking thing. Now, and like, yeah. if he didn't say that. I probably would have been, like, oh, no, like, leave us to professionals. Like, coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. You know, and, like, like, another one was, like, hey, like, the way that your baby emotionally bonds with you in the first six months might not be the same way that she does with her mother. Yep. And, like, don't beat yourself up. Like, just go on the journey. And, like, honestly, like, I feel like we're, like, pretty cool and it's it's working great. But just, like, it was cool that someone thought to say that. Because that's the type of shit you would never tell anybody Absolutely. if you were thinking it. You know Absolutely. What I mean? So, like, I... And I was lucky to get advice from people who are much older than me. Some who are close to my age. I always find like, I mean, it's like it's like mentorship in general. Like I do lots of mentorship and coaching. You gotta have like your reach mentors. You gotta have like your like sounding boards. But the most important are like balancing with some people who are just like a couple years ahead of you.
2: Sure. Now.
3: So, but yeah. it was is it's been good, man. It's been a great experience. I'm a very happy guy. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so I, obviously, you seem like you're loving it. Other than this this diaper rash fiasco that you had over the weekend, what's been the toughest thing for you about evolving into dadhood?
3: Um, it's like what's the toughest thing? Um, I'm.
2: Or are you just like a wizard, like you are in everything, any every other no. stage of life, and just like How handling you... like a fucking boss?
3: So, so you and I come from a similar background and I find that and I say that and like we're both like really smart effective people right and I, and I say that because with being really smart and effective actually comes a whole host of a lot more difficult problems sure. <laughs> because you generally think that smarts and effectiveness get you through everything yes. and so like we tend to have way more blind spots you tend to be like you tend to get frustrated faster you tend yes. to not like when you're not good at something yes. there's a whole bunch of things like that oh, one of it. the ones that's cha- challenging for me and part of it comes from my, like, career background. I've never, like, really been housebroken myself. So, like, like, like if you like if you meet my dog, like, my dog is, like, barely trained. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know how to train it. Like, I have no discipline for myself. How am I going to discipline an animal? Yeah. Know? So, like, it's – or create, like, a – like a, like, a structured environment. And sure. so one of the hardest things for me, I think, and, like, I'm getting better at it, is, like, I'm – I'm always trying to be as helpful as possible. Sure. But like, I'm kind of a selfish person. And like, when I wake up, I think like, how do I make my day really great? Yeah. Like, what am I looking forward to that I get to do? You know? And so like, and, and when you, when you're just married, you can like do that and still be a good husband and like make it all work. Yeah. When you have a kid, like there's, there is a realignment of priorities that like has forced me to like, okay, I need to have more of a schedule or like, man, like I can't just like, move a meeting and sleep in an extra hour like you know what i mean like right. i feel like I've, I've been able to get away with for so long yeah like just even how i think about it's different and so like it's made me realize that like i am a bit like i've always known that i've been a bit selfish made me like look in the mirror on it more and be like all right how do i really like just adjust some of those behaviors Yes. Yeah. i think um I don't know. That's my like really vulnerable answer is no, that's great. a bit of a selfish brick and mm. I, I need, I need to do better at it to make sure that I'm,
2: I'm always, in the I, no, for sure. Well, for sure. What type of support other than your one friend, what have you had any other support? How have you been coping through the whole pregnancy thing? Like we said, you know, uh, the beginning, basically the entirety of the pregnancy has been in a pandemic where it's just you guys. Um, I know for us, a huge thing for us was that we were part of this Brooklyn parent uh community that i talk about endlessly on every episode of the podcast so i'll spare everybody listening yeah. for mentioning <laughs> it again but um but but uh, well, what did you what have you guys done as far as like support for for this or you've just been really going at it alone
3: i mean it's been it's probably been more alone than like uh, like and i'm like a super social critter like i get sure. so much energy from people, of course but it's been like like we've had a lot of people who have offered to help and have, have been been around, but it's like the really serious heavy lifting help is just it's hard it's hard to get in a pandemic and sure. it's hard to get without family here. Because you guys can't even like hire um, help. Sorry, you that? guys
2: you guys can't even like hire help. Like you can't even like hire yeah. like a night nurse.
3: Yeah, because it's, it's just like it's just uncomfortable. I mean, I'll say this, like we just have a really good relationship and that's been amazing. And Which is why, really important. we been there to support each other. And actually, I would, I would maybe even revise the hardest thing. Like that was the hardest thing for... Need a change. The hardest thing for me to experience probably is just like you want to help more than you can. Yeah, and, like, that's, that's it's, yeah, that's the, so that's the toughest do. part and, by far. You know, like I remember the first couple nights I like stayed up the whole night when like it tells you like feed and it's just like I can only like do so much. You know, like, yeah. At certain points, like I should sleep so that like one of us is sane. You know? Yeah, but like it's.
2: But then you feel like a dick. You feel like an asshole then, when you're sleeping and they're like up know, the whole time. You
3: feel like such a dick. And, yeah, and, and like, but but it is we've been able to talk to family talk to friends but then like at the end of the day we also just like we have this thing in our relationship that i think is really really it's one of the things that i think is one of the most valuable things in relationship it's like a reasonability clause hmm. is what I like to call it which is like we're both very reasonable people hmm. but, like we can argue or fight but like if someone's right like they're right yeah like, like we don't have extended arguments like yeah. it's just like but like, you can convince me to change my religion right now man because like if you're if you have a better argument, I'll just change. Like, yeah. That's just, we, we really subscribe to, to rather and reason. That's that. fantastic. And so it, it works pretty well. I think I couldn't imagine if you were married to somebody who's not right for you and you had to go through this in this environment, like it would just be. Yeah. And ending. Um, but I think also too, we are just like, there's just like so much to be excited about. Like, and then you, you've experienced as a kid, but there's those moments where you're just like, 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 the other night, like, so she likes, like, I like to, like, like to have, like, this baby spoon with me, kind of, like, on the couch. Yeah. And I threw on the first episode of The Mandalorian this season, which was, like, <laughs> it was a sick episode. such a good episode. And the so <laughs> one thing i am most been looking forward to about having a kid is, like, I grew up a huge movie buff. And my parents showed me movies I never should have seen so yes, when like, yes, yes. And so, like, I remember seeing, like, Aliens when I was, like, five. Yeah. And, like, and so I'm just, like, so pumped to share all this content and, like, read Harry Potter and, like, all the crazy fantasy yeah. and, like sci-fi stuff I love, and, like, that was one of those first moments of, like, oh, this is really cool, and I think as a household, we've really taken time to enjoy those moments, and also prioritizing stuff the right way. Like, my job's super intense, but, like, we decided really early on that I was going to take Pat leave, and that was important. I spent the whole year getting ready for it so at work I could actually do it. Like, it pays off, but at the end of the day, it would be helpful to have more help, but, like, would I trade... The safety and security we feel right now for that, no, that, and that's being selfish for the family. You know? Yeah, like, for sure. Like your buddy said, like, and that's where the travel stuff comes in. Yep. Even if the border opens, it's like, is this risking the fam to do it? Like, easy decision, you know what I mean? For sure. hundred
2: so. percent. I'm I'm so, with yeah. you. This was this was awesome. We're gonna wrap up here in a second, um, but before I let any guests go, I have two questions that I throw at them uh, for new dads. I, I I throw a little twist on it, right? Um, so the first one is, is the same all the way around. And that is, uh, I know you're only three and a half, four weeks in maybe, Yeah. but what's been the single best, I know you said catching the baby was pretty sick, but, um, I don't know if that's the best or and that's going to be the same answer. If it is, give me another one, but what's been the best experience or thing about entering this fatherhood journey for you so far?
3: Um, I mean the best thing, like. It's um, I I mean I'll I'll pick like a really tactical one as opposed to like a like a spiritual reflective one. I really like dancing with our with with our daughter. I love it. It's down. my favorite thing. I just I'm a,
2: hu- I love I'm a
3: it. huge music listener, and so this summer in quarantine, I bought a record player and did the high five setup, and I've started collecting records of just like all the shit that I want to have. Cause like our like you just like. Music's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you and I bonded is the first place. Hundred so, percent. And what's nuts is when you get a record player, you totally change what you listen to, which is really cool. But anyway, you're we like dancing the other night to like the Good Morning Vietnam soundtrack, That's and great. just like, which was like, it was just just like shit like that. Like those are the best moments. Yeah. where Like her eyes are like.
2: Oh, scared, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. You're like you're like the baby loves tools. You're awesome, <laughs> like you know. Dude, I was I was so funny that you say that you 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 mentioned you mentioned Mandalorian Disney Plus. I did a full deep dive into I gave a Dad Hard Guide to Disney Plus in last week's episode. So um, I saw which that. Is, it was, it was great. Um, but I was actually dancing. I did, was dancing it with with her too circle of life in the the first song of The Lion King yesterday we got home Connecticut she was she loves that and her favorite thing that I dance with her now is um, Oscar the Grouch's I Love Trash she she loved but dancing with your kid uh, I leaked it up the best. I, I, yeah, it was just, it's so good, especially when they're so little like that and you can like move their legs around and they like do cool. stuff. it's so great.
3: And she was like six pounds, like four ounces. So it's just like, like play.
2: Yeah. Like, like she weighs like, like a quarter of our dog. Like, yeah. It's, like a tiny little animal. Yeah. Wait yeah. till, wait till, like, wait till they get to 20, 22 pounds. Like mine is, it's, it's yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, the, the second question that I always ask is usually what the what is the best advice that you could give as a dad, but for new dads that are this young and in the game, I actually like to get the reverse, and that's why I told you to hold off on the advice that you said you got that was really fantastic until this moment, because I like to get what the best piece of advice that you got going into this process was.
3: I mean, there's there's a lot of good advice, but there's there's only one piece of what I would call really important
2: advice. Fantastic. Which is like,
3: which is like, if there's nothing else that you get right, get this one thing right. When, and everyone's going to tell you it a hundred times, so I'll just say it hundred one because yeah, it's just it's just like the speed at which your kid grows up is so ridiculous that like you just anything you can do to clear your calendar to be there every single day for the first thirty days is like like art. So she weighs what 35 to 40 percent more than she did when she was born yeah like especially if they're really small and so like there's this phase where it's just like the tiniest thing and like each day you watch her get like bigger and like man like i i care about work more than like as much as anybody on the planet i work my ass off like there's like just no meeting that's like
2: that important missing that you know
3: or like and like, yeah, like you spend a lot of time looking at your phone because she's sleeping and you're pass out and stuff. But just like being there as much as you can in the first thirty days so far was—I got that advice from everybody, which is like as much time as you can prioritize to like be there yeah. in year one. Like, just do it. Yeah. And like, I'm so glad that I listened. Yeah. You can only drink a good scotch once, man. CBGBs can only be cool for so long. <laughs> Your baby's only going to be a ridiculously cute tiny little newborn for a little bit of time. Just you know, don't don't stay on a Saturday night when uh, Max's Kansas City's cool. You know what I
2: mean, <laughs> dude. And with that, I can't even I can't even top that. That's the best way to end this. The, the, the end this right now, dude. It was so good catching up with you. Congratulations you too, so man. much. Anything you need, any advice, Thanks, any questions bro. you have, hit me up um i'm I'm here 100 percent.
3: thank you on behalf of dads everywhere figuring this shit out man this podcast is great to <laughs> as a resource for folks to be able to participate and listen and be a part of the experience so dude so much love and uh will it'll definitely less be in far between let's
2: catch up again soon. yeah man absolutely for sure um enjoy the rest of the night take care of that diaper rash kid and that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with the Podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the website we dadhard.com, where this episode will be right at the top, slightly above the Dad Hard Guide to Disney Plus, which was last week's episode. Uh, once again, shout out to my man, Zach Johnson. Um, congratulations again on the newborn. It's a phenomenal thing and it is crazy that you're you're not allowed to come back to the United States. Uh, This pandemic is wild. Uh, Hopefully, that'll change soon we'll get to hang out. But until then, and until next week, same dad, hard time, same dad, hard place. That's all for us. We're out. Peace.
1: Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember, the good times. remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days Before you had brains I cared about your waves Kim, it, Remember back in the times When being just a kid was fun right, right. Ain't that the truth man I wish I could go back Being a little kid again man Remember them good times Everything was free spirit and all that Talking the playground He was playing on the monkey balls Or whatever Sprinklers Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. The best. 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 That home cooking.